0: All right, what's going on, everybody? well Wellin here with the next episode of Commerce King's podcast. What about Chris Lee? Chris Lee, dude, we were just talking. You got a two-comma club. How many two-commas you got? You got one? You got more than one? Uh, just one and another one
1: on the way here in the next couple months. Got so. okay, one
0: on the way. And then you got an eight-figure award.
1: That's
0: right. Which means you've done over $10 million in some sort of funnel or sales process. You, right. know I, you know what I do? I just, I just Photoshop it and I send it in. That's what I do. <laughs> Hey, you know, and then then you you get a cool reward. Like that's how you do it. That's how, that's how I thought everybody did it. Maybe not (laughs) instantly. So dude, I can't wait to hear from you. I'm I'm excited to talk to you uh, and hear like, what's, what's rocking, what's rocking with you. What's cool is you're at Funnel Hacking Live right now.
1: That's right. Yeah. Just here in the background, right here hanging out in the atrium. So
0: out in the atrium, do we were there for some other event when we were selling uh, some products to a gas company or a gas company, like gas stations. They had, they had the entire event there and that that is a cool place with the atrium. It's like waterfalls, alligators floating around. It's a little intense (laughs) down down in Tennessee, down in Tennessee. So dude, tell me man, what, how did you get to, uh, how, how did you do the 10 million? What was the 10 million in sales in? So 10 million
1: comes from my, uh, my solar company where we sell everything online. Uh, well we generate all of our business from online and uh, so actually first 12 months in business we did just north of 25 million so it was a uh, it's pretty pretty phenomenal rock and rolling
0: and that's a that's a solar company
1: yeah so we we sell and we install solar panels on on homes so we, oh, we target, uh, target the end user homeowner
0: that's amazing and so are you still doing that or do you sell it
1: no, still, still rocking with that. Uh, we actually recently expanded. So we've been in business seventeen months. I've been in the solar industry for five years, but uh, that company, Solgen Power, has been in business for seventeen months. We've recently expanded into uh, four other states, and the goal is to be close to one hundred million this year.
0: And then, what was the what was the states or like what state did you do the twenty five in?
1: So that was all in Washington State, where my my hometown area. So,
0: in like the whole state or just basically one city.
1: Uh, Eastern Washington. So population about 800,000.
0: That's sweet. So is that 25 million collected or did they get financing for that?
1: So about uh, 20% of it's cash and about the other 80% we provide the financing. We come in, we, we set them up with banks and, and do different type of things. Yeah. Well,
0: that's cool. So do you collect all the cash and then it's just financed through the banks? So basically at the default it's on them.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, we get a hundred percent of that. Yeah. We, we're not, uh, we're not collecting that over time.
0: That's sweet. So, so what made you go from, you know, uh, four years of nothing to 25 million in one year?
1: Well, so my background, I've, I've been in the home product sales for the last 14 years. And, uh, eight of those years were actually in home security, home automation. Okay. And, and, and while I was, uh, so I, I've, I've had, you know, successes and failures and, and, uh, when I first got into the solar industry, it wasn't when I, as an owner, um, I, it was actually after I had kind of built myself back up from a, from a bankruptcy that I had several years ago. And, uh, so got in the industry to learn it and, uh, did that with a, with a company down in San Diego where I learned the industry. Then I went and helped my buddy start his company and we grew that in two years. So I was a vice president for him, me, another guy and the, in the original founder. We built that up in two years to about a $300 million company. And, uh, and so then I was like, ah, I'm ready to go do this on my own, you know, not to, not really ride the coattails of anybody else. So that's, that's when, uh, when I launched SoulGen, so.
0: That's pretty sweet. Okay. So then are you, where are you, where are you getting the solar panels from? Are they coming from out of China? Are they coming out of U.S.?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we source, we source our product. Actually, that's one of the things that makes us unique is, is we actually go and work directly with the manufacturers over in China and source it directly. Most people go through a middleman, go through a distributor, and so um, that's actually something we just recently brought on. Had we done that last year, we would have netted an additional $1.8 million.
0: Oh, just because of the margins? Just because of margin. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty- so,
1: I mean, we're, we already operate on about a 30 to 35% margin, but yeah, it's sourcing a product adds an additional pretty significant chunk.
0: So, how did you. Okay, so like, what was the biggest pivot point? Like, what made the sales come in? Like, did you door knocking or was it online facebook or like what was your best so
1: my background my background is actually using the door-to-door industry that's where i learned how to sell you know i I used to be uh you know working with some of these big companies called like bimbit i don't know if you ever heard of bimbit uh but uh i mean they have like 3500 sales reps back when i worked with them you know i was top three in the company did you know manage multiple offices and regions and that's really where i learned how to sell and and it was about two years ago that uh, I started screwing around with Facebook marketing uh, you know Facebook ads and, and all that good stuff and I actually uh, in your space actually in the e space and uh, and I was actually drop shipping flashlights from China is, is the way I learned how to to run Facebook ads and while I was screwing around doing that and I started making some money doing it I realized holy crap man why don't I apply this in a space where nobody's doing it and uh where the majority in the solar world are going door to door. When I launched my company, I said, Dude, we are not going to do any door to door. We are mm-hmm. going to do hundred percent online marketing and really master the sales funnel, really master, you know, all the different traffic sources through, mm-hmm. through YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you know, wh- whatever it may be. And, and so that's what we did. And, and for me, the really, the really big game changer is most guys in my space, the owners don't understand their marketing strategy. Right, they mm-hmm. they hire people to do it. They throw throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, and so for me, since I, I really dug deep and and, and uh, really understood my marketing strategy, it was much easier for us to scale it, and then to bring guys in house to actually do the work. Once it, once I knew exactly how to course correct them, give them the direction, everything like that. And so yeah, um, so yeah, I mean it's been it's been amazing ever since. Like I said, we generate hundred percent of our business online. And, uh, and it's scalable because we've recently, like I said, expanded to four other markets and it works like a dream everywhere else as well.
0: That's cool. Okay. So you got the Facebook ads, the Facebook ad leads to a educational funnel or does it lead to a phone call?
1: No, it's well, it's an educational funnel, which ultimately generates a lead, which, which generates a phone call, which my inside group reaches out, sets up an appointment. Then we roll a in the field sales rep, which sells it over the, over the counter because we're, I mean, we're selling 30 to $50,000 products, you know, it, it, you know, it requires a little more higher trust than swiping a card online.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a big, that's a big transaction. So 30, so why would someone spend 30 to $50,000? What's the, what was the biggest, like the biggest shift that you found that was like, wow, we finally like, people were like excited to actually spend 30, 50 grand in solar panels.
1: Well, it's just really understanding like how affordable it is. If, if we provide financing for them, you know, and, and the fact that, that uh, you know, cost of power is constantly going up, and we can justify and show them that over time it's going to pay for itself, and mm. and it actually is. You know, the same reason why you own a home versus renting, right? You have something going towards equity every single month, and uh, and so that's really what we preach. It's it's an equity purchase, and then of course you know the green thing. I'm pretty conservative, but uh, you know I can get behind the green thing a little bit. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of funny. People always think it's funny that uh, like I'm I'm pretty ultra like Trump supporter, <laughs> uh, and uh, and and run a green business. So
0: right, no big deal. So you got so you got thirty to fifty thousand ta- uh, dollars tickets. Some people are paying cash, which is excellent. Twenty percent of those they're just like, yeah, let's rock it. Eighty percent is doing financing. So what are what were some of the biggest hiccups that like you ran into when you left, let's say corporate, if you will, uh, and then kind of did your own thing? What was some faults they're like man i don't know if we're gonna make it
1: oh man uh, our first few months of business were pretty pretty uh, terrible i mean as far as like finding good uh, funding sources good banks to work with in fact we had only one most banks wouldn't take us on because we were uh, you know we were a startup you know and a lot of in the solar world uh, basically the, the finance companies say hey you need to have a two-year track record but the only way you get track record is by having the financing and so it's like a Chicken yeah. a egg thing yeah and so we found a bank that would work with us but they're absolutely just a crap show uh, you know we had we had this one this bank that we were working with we only had one contact and she one time right at the beginning of our business she was sick one week vacation next week and her husband Sutton was in the hospital a week after we didn't receive funding for four weeks which in a business where you're out we're going out and we're installing these systems and we're out 15 to $20,000, you know, to, to put these things on a roof. And that's just being funded from our own personal credit cards, our own, our own cash reserves, you know, and you don't get it for four weeks and you're installing a couple a day. Like you go pretty <laughs> negative, pretty quick. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so at that point, man, I, I was unsure we were going to make it. Like I knew it was just around <laughs> the corner, but on top of that, we were facing a, a million dollar fine by the state of Washington for, uh, you know, we we were doing what we thought we were supposed to with as far as like electrical licensing and things like that. And so it was just the whole operation side where I mean, like I said, million dollar million dollar fine on our plate. We had freaking I mean it was it was crazy. And you know, for that for that time, like we were unsure whether or not like I could not sleep at night, you know, putting in 14, 16 hour days during that time. But uh, but you know the the thing is it was it was tough, but you know, I've been I've been through a lot of failures in my life. You know, I I went through a big bankruptcy back in two thousand uh, and well, two thousand eleven was when it was finally filed. But from a company I started back in two thousand eight, you know, just kind of through that whole economy crisis, and uh, so this was much easier to handle. You know, uh, you know, no, having having been through you know some some terrible things before. I want to,
0: that's amazing. So a million dollar fine. I want to talk about that. So I'm going to write that down because that's always intriguing (laughs) uh, because that's always fun to talk about. And uh, I think I still suffer from some like post-traumatic stress disorder from our, our legal fees. Ours was like 2 million. So, uh, but I want to, I want to hit, I want to hit on something that most people don't know. And I want to, I'm pretty sure it's the same with you, but with the banking industry, yeah. To get financing, the interesting thing about financing is, yes, the, per, the client is going to receive a, an, uh, a percentage, right? Over, over and beyond the, the, the amount of the, the sale. So let's say 17% or some, sometimes as high, high as like 25%, which is just outrageous. But what's interesting about it is they are also making a percentage off you as giving them a client. Right. Which yeah, I- blows my mind
1: oh it's it's crazy man if if i could uh if I had enough money i'd run a bank you know
0: the bank that's what i'm saying you, you when you're when you're the bank you
1: win oh yeah i mean if i if I go and sell a fifty thousand dollar product i'm paying a dealer fee is what we call them of uh almost eighteen percent dude it's like nine grand up front here you go, thanks for financing it, and then on top of that they're charging the customer four and a half percent over the term of the loan and it's it is it is unreal. But of course, the customer doesn't know. They just think they're paying $50,000. But in reality, they're, they're only paying 41000 and then nine grand to the bank. It's, yeah. it's unreal.
0: So to reiterate, ladies and gentlemen, get this. Chris here is having to pay the bank an amount of money for them to say, yes, we'll finance this loan. So realistically, they're charging him to, to uh, accept the client that they're going to make money on.
1: It's 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 mind-boggling, man. Like like if if I had the the finances set up, man, that's that's the industry I'd be in. They're making the margin.
0: They're making some margins, yeah. That when you can be the bank, you you win. So okay, let's let's go back to the past, the million-dollar fine. So how did you did that? Would that that come in like a letter that you received in the mail, or or was it a phone Dude, call? So
1: so in the state of Washington, we have a, a governing body that governs everything electrical, hmm. and. So here's the crazy thing is we started in the, we started solar up there where solar is not a big thing, right? And so we're just like – we are like some of the first to do it in in this market. You go to California, their solar installers are a dime a dozen, right? Washington yeah. State, not so much. We have really cheap, cheap energy. We've got cloudy days. We've got different things. And so because of it, we're basically setting the precedence for this. And these inspectors and stuff have no idea how to even handle us, right? Yeah. And so – so we call up the central inspection agency. It's called Labor and Industries. And we say, hey, if we do it this way, are we okay? And they're like, yeah, thumbs up, you're good, right? Yeah. And then there's one little tiny local installer that does like one to two jobs a month, super small. We find out how they're doing it. And so we're like, hey, we're chill. So we start practicing electrical the same way that the eight central agency says we can do it. And the local installer is doing it. So we're thinking we're, we're under, we're, we're flying good. And we don't think we're doing anything wrong. All of a sudden, we have some inspectors show up on a job one day. And they freaking shut the job down. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And then all of a sudden, like, we have, like, it's like the FBI is investigating us. Like, no joke. They're like, how many proposals have you given out? Like, we want documentation of everything. Like, dude, they made us furnish everything. And we go to another electrical contractor that isn't in the solar world. I'm like, dude, what the freak do we do here? And he's like, just, it's like, just. Just do it and just say you're sorry and give them, give them everything they need. And so we're like, okay, you know, we'll do that. So we give them everything they need. And they're like, listen, it's going to be, so it's $500 for your first infraction, 1000 bucks for your second infraction, all the way it doubles all the way up to 5000 And then every infraction after that is $5,000. And here we are with like 200 infractions, right? And they they want to hit us for every single person that's expressed interest going solar and uh, we're just like what the freak (laughs) and uh anyways dude like i I got attorney uh, attorneys calling me from the state like all this stuff and i'm just like oh like i did not sign up for this you know like i i thought it was and here's the thing is and like hey your central office says we're okay they're like ah the central office doesn't govern it's the local office and they're like this is what we decided to do and i'm just like dude and so we went you know, luckily we were able to fight them off for a long enough time. Um, it took about eight months before they actually finally came to a decision. We had to go through like court hearings and all this different stuff. We finally got it down to eighteen thousand dollars, paid a thousand dollars a month for eighteen months. And so we're like, "Dude, we'll put you on our payroll. We don't care. Just stay off our back." <laughs> like so. I mean, that that was it. It was a it was a fun, uh, fun ag. Uh, just yeah. High stress situation, but to talk about. Over, over eight months. Over eight months, yeah.
0: Like you're just every day, you're grinding, like, am I doing the right thing or not? I got a million dollar fine on my ass. And you don't, like, you know what's funny is it came down to 18 grand. And if you knew it was good, or was it 18 or 13 grand, whatever it was?
1: 18,000 bucks.
0: 18,000. So it came down to 18K. And if you would have known that on day one when you got the fine, uh, even like, I don't yeah, know. Dude. This is no big deal. Like this is. Like, where, do,
1: where do I send the check, please? Yeah, you know? <laughs> send it over. And, but uh, yeah, the, the cool thing is, like, we didn't let it stop us. Like, we shut our operations down as far as installation stuff for about five days, which um, which sucked. But we got everything compliant with what they were asking for, and then we just went right back to it, even though the fine was on our butt. And and we kept we kept pushing. Didn't didn't let anything hold us back. So so that was uh that was probably. No, I'm I, I operate under uh, the the adage just do it and then figure out how later, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I so for us that's what we were doing. We were just doing it. Like we thought we knew how, but we weren't really sure we knew how. Figured out how later. We you know, we, we went back, we course corrected and, and we made it work.
0: The one the one thing that was always going on in my mind was this is this is how your mind will play with you. And Tony Robbins always talks about getting your head your dad. And dude, right. I was, I was dead for, and ours went for like a year and a half. Our fine was, cause we were in like a lawsuit and I always remember, I was like, I don't even know why I'm showing up to work today because I'm showing up to go and pay these guys. Like these guys, I'm paying them. I'm, I'm just working to pay these guys. I'm not making anything. Uh, so what's the, what's the whole point? Is this bringing back flashbacks right now?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the thing is, is I've, I've learned in my life that I always make bigger monsters than actually exist right? And and I'm sure, you know, we always think worst case scenario, like million dollar fine, my company's getting shut down. Like I'm freaking losing my house, you know, like whatever, like I'm living in my in-laws basement. (laughs) Like, Like that, that's where, that's where I go. And then I remember, dude, I've been there, you know, I've, I have, I've lost everything. And when I lost everything, it really, I mean, even though it was terrible and it, it, it really wasn't that bad. And so I'm willing, I'm willing to go to zero, like on anything, you know, that, that's, I freaking, I bet it all every time I, I have a chance because unlike most people, most people are playing it safe, dude. I'm willing to go to zero as many times as it takes and get me to a billion bucks. There you go.
0: I like that. I'm willing, I'm willing to go to zero. That's amazing. That's amazing, man. This has been, this has been excellent stuff. Okay. So, so now you got the pound. So then you do, you do phone calls. So now you're getting phone calls. These outbound phone calls are setting appointments to do
1: the phone calls? So so what we do is we get the information from the customer and we have several different funnels, anywhere from very basic to like name, phone number, email to very, very intrusive, like how much their bills are, you know, where they live, you know, and so. And we do different ones because, you know, obviously the ones where it's very intrusive, much more expensive to generate these ones. And so, and then we, we have different teams that reach out to them. So then from there, we're reaching out the follow-up, right? It's, it's, all, it's all about the follow-up. So we've got our inside group. that's following up. From there, we set the appointment. Uh, from the appointment, we, we roll a sales rep. Sales rep comes in, does the initial appointment, gathers some information, comes back with a, with a large proposal, and then we freaking teach hardcore, hardcore closing, you know? And, uh, and just be able to, you know, go in and get somebody to make a $50,000, you know, decision on the spot, a $10,000 decision on the spot, whatever, whatever it may be. And then, uh, and then from there, it's a, you know, six to eight week process of pulling permits. And, and so one of the, one of the things that I do better than probably most internet marketers is I, is I build systems and build like uh, people, right? Like mm-hmm. most a lot, a lot, of internet marketers—they're pretty good at systems, and they outsource everything, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. got their guy in India, their guy in the Philippines, their guy in the U.S. You know, doing a few different things. Like, like I go out and I freaking hire solid talent, and 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 I, uh, I motivate, right? Like, like, that's that's really probably the the thing is like I can I'm a visionary, and I can show somebody the vision and be mm-hmm. able to teach them how to be a part of the team. And so, you know, we've over the last. 17 months we build up our team i think we're at like 63 employees now and uh like i said uh we'll probably be close to 100 by the end of the year and the the goal is to do a million bucks an employee right that's nice we we measure we measure our revenue on employees right how much does one employee generate and so uh, you know we go and so that that's really the ultimate goal and and really building that team and that's that's what like i said really sets me apart from i think most internet marketers
0: yeah, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Mar- an internet marketer superpower is lead gen or conversions or optimization, not structures or KPIs or uh, people uh, or you know uh, um, uh, what's the other one? See, I'm even missing it. Which is like your basically your systems, op- your operating procedures, right? Of how like the company just runs, dude. That's that's my weakest uh, power. You know, like I I suck at that stuff. I am really good. My superpower is optimization strategy. Uh, conversions, things like that. I can run that and like make that tweak really well. Once it comes to organization, org charts, and people and structure, whew, I need somebody else. I need to hire. I need to hire talent. So, which brings me to a good question: Is you started this new company? Who was the first
1: person that you hired? So, so here's the thing. Uh, and I, I would be lying if I said I'm I'm the only guy, right? So I have my behind the scenes, right? So I'm I'm the face of the company, right? So I. I, I go after, you know, Russell, Russell Brunson's expert secrets, right? So I, I'm the expert. I'm Chris the solar guy to the, you know, when, when people see Facebook, when they see our website or whatnot, it's Chris the solar guy, Chris the solar guy. When I'm on the news, whatever, it's Chris the solar guy. Yeah. But my right-hand man, Daryl Kelly, we're, we're 50-50 partners uh, in, in the business. At, well, actually not quite 50-50. We actually, one of the biggest things that has been able to help us uh, grow our business is getting the right visionaries in place and the right people in the processes, in the support and whatnot, and giving them a piece of the pie. So me and Daryl control the majority of the business. We, uh, we split that majority. And then we actually have five other partners that we brought in initially. You know, some guys are sales-centric. Some guys are operations-centric, electrical-centric, or whatever it may be. And so, but like I said, Daryl, Daryl's my behind the scenes. He never gets much, much camera time. I know Russell, Russell's got a guy as well. I've, I don't even know his name, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's what it is. Uh, but yeah, so that's, I mean, having those key players. And the reason, the, the reason I decided to do that is when I built this company before this, I, I was a part of a, a sales organization. Like I said, that we built up to about 300 million. The owner promised equity, right? So he had, and he did it for like, I mean, dude, the whole sales organization, he promised it was like, I don't know, 5% of the company, right? The whole organization to be split across. And I saw how these people slaved away for 5% of the company. I had I had a carrot over my, uh, you know, dangled out in front of me. Everybody else within the organization had these carrots, but the guy never fulfilled on it, right? And oh. I saw how, you know, <laughs> and uh, he did to a, you know, to a point, but it was never the way he said it. And so what I... When I went to go do my own, I was just like, dude, what if I could actually not only promise it, but actually fulfill on it and bring the right players? Like, we can blow this thing out of the park. And that's exactly what's happened. Like, I mean, you get enough people bought in, right? Then it's easy to get the employees 100% behind the cost, right? They Mm got to be all about – your like. My people don't work for hourly or salary. My, my people work for the vision, you know, and like they see that they're a part of, they see that we're going to a billion dollars and the only way that we're going to get to a billion dollars is by bringing them into management positions to bring in more people like them on board, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's really, so like I said, I'm, I'm the visionary, I'm the sales guy, I'm the marketing and, and then Daryl, Daryl's my process guy, right? He like makes sure that everything is X, Y, Z behind the And then I have so many other people on board that, that do so many wonderful things. Like I, like I said, I would be, I'd be absolutely selfish if I said I was doing this alone.
0: So, so first person you hired was your partner, Daryl. Yep. And then, and then, and then who was the next kind of like hire of those five?
1: Yeah. So then it was, uh, then it was my, uh, my C, uh, CSO. So my chief sales officer. So he was, okay. you know, got to, got to bring in sales, right? To yeah freaking make money right (laughs) anything else and then uh and then our next hire was uh was our uh our our electrical so our vp of electrical that guy you know he's got 28 28 years experience he's like 55 years old right how'd you find how'd how'd you you find him dude um i met him through another company and uh we headhunt hard right like i mean we go, when we see talent that we want, we get it, you know? And, yeah. and this guy owned a solar company down in California. We convinced him to sell his solar company, come and take an 8% equity share in, in our organization because of the vision that we portrayed to him. And yeah. guy, the guys, a, so he picked up, sold his house in, in California, moved to Washington State, got behind the vision. You know, he's been huge, very instrumental in, in far as building out our operations. Mm. Um you know, and then, and then we've rewarded a few other guys. So those were my first four like partners. And then the other three guys were based on performance. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I, but I think the most important thing with setting up any partnership is making sure you structure it right. Because, you know, once again, I've been burning in past partnerships and a lot of people are scared of that. Right. They, yeah. they don't bring up partners because they don't think they're going to pull their weight or whatever. And so, so I think that, you know, big thing is the way that we structured it to, to make sure that everybody had to earn out their equity. There was nobody that was getting a free ride.
0: Yeah. All right. So, so you make, so you do the money. You make the money. Uh, the business is doing well. Are you mainly putting most of the money back into it? Or are you paying yourself as you kind of progress through the years? What's, so, so we have been able
1: to take we've been able to take several million off the table. So, um, like that is not reinvested in the company. We try to keep a few million in the bank all the time because uh as far as the, the organization is, is concerned just because we don't operate on debt like we own we own 24 vehicles outright um you know our fleet like we don't we don't carry loans on anything right um and i don't know if you know this about me but we actually operate out of my garage nice uh, <laughs> yeah. so uh, if you want to you want to see some videos so and i don't have a typical garage my my garage is 3500 square feet um uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty unique. I, I, uh, I own a small farm, 25, 25 acres out there. I have my house and then I got a 3,500 square foot shop that's, that's on it. And, uh, initially when we had a shop, we had like, I don't know, 400 square feet of it built out. And as we built the business, we've just finished off the shop more and more. Now we have the whole thing filled added a, in a, uh, like a bathroom and, and, uh, uh, like several bathrooms with like a break area and whatnot. So like I literally, you should see it when people come out to my house like during the day. There's just cars wrapped around my circular driveway. I mean, cars parked up like it, it is. It's unbelievable. But like I said, I hate debt, and so um, I hate debt for for this aspect. I love debt for real estate and uh, you know investment properties as long as I'm structuring it properly. But yeah, so. So that's, so that's, that's been us. so we, we keep money, we keep money in the, in the business, but, but yeah, I've, I'm definitely a heavy investor. When I lost everything back in 2011, I literally had less than a thousand bucks in my bank account. And from day one, I was making money and putting it away, putting it towards real estate as soon as I could to be able to build back up my, my empire that I had lost. So,
0: mm-hmm. so, you, so then you are putting money into real estate now or you, or not? not for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So
1: every, every year I, I did my portfolio. So are
0: you managing your portfolio or someone else?
1: Um, I, I, I love to manage everything. Now uh, (laughs) I, do I have, uh, do I have property managers? Yes. Um, for about half of them and the other half I have my assistant, uh, manage. Um, yeah, I personally manage and then I've turned it over to her, but, uh, but yeah. So, I, I mean, we're, I'm collecting the checks every, every single month. Um, not, uh, not going through a management company.
0: No, those all those properties in Washington, or you got throughout the nation? Uh,
1: throughout the so I got a couple prop. I have a couple properties in Florida. Uh, I just sold one in Utah, um, and then the rest are in Washington.
0: Washington, nice. That's pretty cool. So that says so that that brings you back to uh, where you were on real estate, and then you had the big funding. So is your is your main purpose like growing the solar panel to go grab like and then sell it later, or like get it to a billion and then sell? Like, what's the Kind of the vision that
1: the big vision. You know, is, after all, you know, I love. I love to sell it, but you know, and I want to be structured to sell at any point if it makes sense. But I'm not actively pursuing the actual sale of it, right? Sure. Um, and, and so, just making sure that my processes and my books and everything are in a position that anytime someone said, "Hey, I want to look at you buying your business," I'm ready to go. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, that that would be fun. But more, I want to have a company that runs itself. And that's, that's really what I've been working on for the last 12 months is just dialing into the processes and to be able to remove myself to work on the business rather than in the business. What's up, Dana? Yeah. How are you? Oh,
0: always, always. All right. So before we, before we switch to behind the scenes with Commerce Kings, uh, I appreciate you being on here. I know, I know you got busy things happening. Everybody's, everybody's starting to gather. Um, uh, what, let me see. I'm going to get a good, good, one here. Uh, Hmm. So what, with the, I'm trying to think of what, what I want, how I wanna phrase it. So going forward with the solar panel business, okay? From zero to 10 million, you had certain problems, and then from 10 to 25, I would assume things didn't get easier, you had different problems, and so, what were maybe, what was like one problem you saw from 10 to 25? And then, then I want to take you to 25 because your obviously goal is to get to 100 and then a billion. So, what problems are you seeing from 25 to 100? So, start with the 10 to 25 problems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, 10 to, 10 to 25 is really personnel and, and then mm. the beginning of perfecting your processes. And then 25 and beyond is all about processes, right? having mm. having the right uh right org chart. So for me, like I'm a big have you have you read uh, the E Myth? Yes. Okay. So I'm a big E myth guy, right? And so starting with a five year plan, looking at what I want my business to look like in five years, designing an org <laughs> chart around that. And then, you know, me and my partner occupying forty positions each, right? And then uh and then just realize and and for, for us, that's been our easiest way to grow because when you have the org chart outlined and you know exactly where your processes are and, and who the people are or the positions that you need, it's easy to identify who you need to hire next. Right? That's mm. that's that's the that makes it so simple. And now finding the right people, that's that's the hard part, right? That's and, the hard part. You know, going for for us, you know. Some ads online work, but head hunting is really the best uh, because you can identify talent that's currently working. Um, most people that are out job hunting don't have jobs or they hate their jobs because they suck at their employment, yes. right? And, and so finding people that are currently happy with their jobs, like that, that's been big. Like for example, you know, I was, I was looking for a videographer and uh, it was on the tip of my mind. And whenever I could potentially grab a videographer, I was looking for it. And uh, one day, this this lady from NBC, the local news channel, comes in. She's trying to pitch me, and uh, on on running some ads. And she's like, "We got this great kid. He's 21 years old. He does all of our videography. He creates our ads and everything." I'm like, "Really? What what's his name?" <laughs> and uh, and she's like, "She's like Hunter Cromberg." And I'm like, "Oh, can you have him send over his portfolio? I just want to make sure if you guys are doing my stuff, it's good." <laughs> So, dude, she gets him – so I try to go headhunt him on Facebook. He's not on Facebook very well. He is kind of. But, but then she gets him to send me his portfolio, and I immediately email him back. I'm like, dude, let's do lunch. I sit down the first time we do lunch, and I'm just like, dude, we need good talent like you. Come be come be a part of this. Dude, a week later, he was over on our team, you know. And, like, nice. going after like, – like, that has been so important for us is, like, headhunting the right talent. And then as soon as we identify – any type of poison within our organization we fire as fast as we possibly can right Mm. so we've we've had several just energy vampires is what what we call them and and it's so important to identify those guys and uh it's and the cool thing is when you get rid of them there's like this immediate like lift Mm -hmm. within the organization like oh it's so good that they are gone like i liked them as a person but they are terrible to work with yeah so And so, so that's, that's been, that was like, you know, a lot of the stuff that we dealt with between 10 and 25, hiring the right people. And of course that's always going to be the case. But right now what we're dealing with is just freaking, you know, really dialing in that org chart that we initially started with. And then the processes, the procedures, you know, designing it just all the way down to like how they hit a keyboard, you know? Like, I mean, it's, it's gotta be so, so in there and uh, actually there's a really cool tool. Um, it's called Trainual. Have you heard of Trainual? What is it? Trainual. A Trainual. Like, no, you've heard of it? Yeah. Jared? Jared's heard of it. Dude, so I got – it's one of the very few things I've ever bought from Facebook ads. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, they <work>. <laughs> <laughs> so they work. So they work. Um, but, uh, so they work. But so Trainual basically takes, um, takes the e-myth philosophy, and basically you can create a training manual. That's where it gets it from. Training manual and it's all digital and it's so well put together. The user interface is really well done. Like if you're wanting to build your organization and get your processes and procedures, you'd get it on Trainul. It's not it's not very expensive. It's like any software or whatnot. But uh, Mm. yeah, it's been it's definitely been a game changer. And then like I said, so we're really working through like all of our project management, all that stuff. Like just really dialing in communications, training our team. That's that's one thing that we do on a regular basis. We get our team together and we're like, okay. This is how you send an email. You reply all when you're on a, when you're CC'd, you know, like just doing like the very basics that you think everybody understands and knows, but most people don't. And so it's really, the funny thing about us entrepreneurs is we just assume everybody knows what we do.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Communication errors, right? One left not talking to the right. So you you mentioned E-Myth, which is a great book. What other training, uh, have you looked at or do you purchase or do you go through to teach yourself about systems and processes?
1: So, uh, we use, uh, Tony, Tony Robbins business mastery. Um, okay. so have, have you been to his business mastery stuff? Mm-mm. Nope. So I think it's 10,000 bucks to go, but totally worth it. Um, my partner actually is the one that attended that event. Um, he's got a lot of different stuff that that talks about how, uh, your, the process of, of aging within your organization, how you start out as a newborn to an infant to mm. a toddler, you know, and, and what where you can identify your organization and the things that you need to work on in every state. Um. So yeah, that's, that's been definitely, uh, Tony Robbins has got some really good stuff. He's not just a motivator.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. So we, yeah, we, we, uh, we hired Jay Abraham for a year to work with him. And I know Jay Abraham is inside business mastery. So, but I've heard about business mastery. So I'll, I'll take you up on that one. All right. So man, this has been this has been fantastic. I got to switch behind uh, the scenes real quick because we're running out of time. But dude, is there anything uh, like I know? I don't think you coach, but I think you obviously got the solar panels. Do you coach? What's Actually, going
1: on? we do, we do coach? So You're coaching so we, uh, now? Uh, All right, dude. Yeah. So we run we run a company called Biz Hacker. Oh, cool. Uh, basically the thing that differentiates us. So we focus our whole business on the home service, right? So home automation, roofing, uh, security systems, pest control, whatever it may be, like services as a product or service for the home. Huh. We coach business owners on that to basically move their marketing over to what we are doing. And really the thing huh. that distinguishes us is, is that we're actively doing it, right? We're not a coach that, yep. that learned how to coach from some other coach and now is teaching other people how to do it, right? We are doing it and we share with people, uh, you know, what we are doing and, you know, for us, we, we're very, we're very particular on who we allow into the program. Sure. Cause we don't like competition within our, within our markets, but, uh, but outside of that, like, so, I mean, we got people in Australia, we got people in Texas, we got people, you know, uh, that are, that are part of that program. So.
0: That's great, man. So Chris Lee, look him up. This has been amazing, dude. Thank you for taking the time away from funnel hacking live to be on here and let these guys listen to do your story, man. We appreciate it.
1: Appreciate it. Trey. Thank you.
0: All right, but we're going to flip behind the scenes. Commerce Kings, let's do it. See you guys.